0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling
1: destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Man must not determine your mood or your state of mind. Man must not determine your mood or your state of mind. Then last week, we mentioned that your identity is in Christ. And out of Christ, you misbehave. And the misbehavior is as a result of identity crisis. I want to say that part again. We mentioned last week that our identity as Christians is in Christ. You find yourself in Christ. If you feel lost, you need to find yourself in Christ. And anything that is outside of Christ, is, it will cause misbehavior. And the result of misbehavior is identity crisis. We further mentioned that to know your authority... And to know yourself, you must first know Christ. Because if you're going to find yourself in him, then you have to know him to be able to discover you. So in order for you to walk in your authority, in order for you to be able to know who you are, you must first know who Christ is. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I am going to be ministering to you on a topic called, My Lord, Who Are You? amen my lord who are you we're gonna pray if you can bow your heart amen heavenly father we thank you we give you praise and we give you glory thank you because you are everything to us you are alpha and you are omega we thank you because we know that our realities is in you christ jesus and that you will give us wisdom knowledge and understanding in your word we give you all the glory and all of the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And the people of God say, yeah. there is a song that comes to me as I begin to ponder on this. My Lord, who are you? And it goes like this. It goes, he can never, ever fail. He can never,
0: ever fail. He can never, ever fail. Never, ever fail. Oh, Jesus,
1: that's the first thing you need to know. He can never ever fail. He can never ever fail. He can never ever fail. Jesus, the same forever. When that situation is delayed, remember. He can never, ever difficult you need to understand that Jesus does not fail and when you have tried every other aspect you need to understand that what you should be trying is Jesus and so this morning we're going to go into the word by looking at my Lord who are you and I, un- I want you to understand this morning that the word of God is a reality say that to your neighbor The word of God is a reality. It is not some facts that needs to be proven. It is not some facts that needs to be proven. The word of God is a reality. It's a reality of me knowing that I am a woman. I don't need anybody to convince me that I am a woman. That is what it is. It is a reality. I don't need anybody to convince me that I had twins, a set of twins. It is something that I don't need somebody's like, oh yeah, you co- um, I need to convince you that you are a mother of twins. It is a reality. That is how you know the difference between facts and reality. Facts will always change and that's why medical science is under the umbrella of facts. Amen. Because, you know, I've mentioned several before in the past, medical science will say today, this is what it is based on research. And then in a few years, they'll say, well, we've done further research and we always leave room. Whenever you're dealing with scientific issues, you leave room for further research. Even when you're doing research yourself, they always want you to conclude by giving uh, an explanation of what is there to still further study. What is there to further Uh, look into and so we must understand that things like medical science is they are facts but the word of God is not some facts it is a reality say that to yourself again the word of the Lord is reality the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 book of John chapter 1 verse 1 it goes like this it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God I want to say that again in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God. So from here we are being exposed to something that is very critical and what is critical about what this scripture John 1 verse 1 is saying is that it is giving a personality to the word. The word is not an item, it's not a bunch of letters, not a bunch of words that you're just reading. The word says in this John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2 says, It was the same in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and by him, and without him was nothing made. That was made in him was life, and the life was the light of man, and man shineth in and and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. So this scriptures is making sure that we understand that the word is a personality. Say that to yourself: the word of God is a personality. If it's saying to us that in the beginning was the word. And this word was with God and this word was God. It says in the beginning it was be- it was with God and all things were made through him the scripture is making sure that we understand especially in verse 11 it says he came unto his own and his own knew him not and his own received him not so this his own here is talking about the Israelites, the nation of Israel did not accept that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And so it's saying it came unto his own, and his own knew him not, and nor did they accept him. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, and the word was made what? Flesh. And the word was made flesh. Further explaining to us that the word of God is a person. Hallelujah. This morning we're talking about my Lord, who are you? My Lord, who are you? What better place to start to understand who God is than in John chapter 1 verse 1 that it says in the beginning. Hallelujah. Let's go back to the very beginning and understand that the scripture is saying in verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh. Hallelujah. The word, the word, the person, the personality, the word of God is not letter. The word of God is a person. It is a personality and it says that it was made what? Flesh. And it dwelled amongst us. It was made flesh and it dwelled amongst us so if you have always thought that the word of God was that book that you open and you put under your your pillow and go to sleep and you think that the word is with you or you are protected you need to understand that it is not that book that you're flipping with the words inside the word of God is a person it is a personality and it says that he was, verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says he was made flesh and dwelled amongst us. If we were confused, like I mentioned, we should no longer be confused that the word of the Lord is a living person. He is not the letter and he is revealed by the letter he is revealed the letter that we are reading is revealing the word of God his name is Jesus hallelujah now we're going to go into a look at several different scriptures that makes us understand if we've said my lord where who are you we're going to start from Hebrews amen Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. I'm going to have Grace is going to read for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. Go ahead, Grace, and read. The
0: word of God is quick and powerful.
1: The word of God is quick and powerful. Yes?
0: And sharper than any two-edged sword.
1: Sharper than any two-edged sword. I want us to understand that the word quick there, it means living being. It was translated from a word that means alive. So when it says the word of God is quick, it's talking about it's quick. It is a living being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In order for us to understand the words of God and the, the, the letter, we have to understand that the letter was not written in the original. This is not the original uh, a translation of the letter it was originally written in another language so in order for us to have a proper study we need to compare scriptures we need to compare translations understand what was it written in originally you know um even in medical science, those are the areas that I always speak from. Those are the, my launching pad because I'm in the medical field. There are a lot of the words that are in Latin and Greek that, you know, surrounds the medical terminology. And what I discovered is individuals that understand Latin and Greek very well, they, those medical terminologies, it was an like easy f- course for them because they were able to figure it out based on understanding that particular language if you want to be a proper bible student you must not just read the translation that has been given to you but you have to look at the original how it was written and what those words mean so I'm letting you understand that the word quick in Hebrews four twelve it says and the word of God is quick and and I said that that quick means living being, which was translated from a word that means alive. Hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews 4, verse 13 through 14.
0: Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, uh-huh. but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, with whom he we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. ...that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession.
1: Let us hold fast our profession in understanding that who they are talking about here is the word. That the Bible is letting us know in the beginning he was. Hallelujah. And that he was made flesh and he dwelt amongst us. So we have to be able to understand... That the word of God is Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word, the word is a living personality and his name is Jesus. And this Jesus that we're talking about that is passed into the heavens as that scripture says is the son of God. Somebody say glory. You must never consider the word of God as like the words of men. Amen. The word of God, Jesus, is not to be compared to what man can offer you. Men will fail you. But Jesus, the word, will never, ever fail. Hallelujah. Do I hear an amen? Amen. He can never ever fail. Hallelujah. His word is yea and it is amen. When all of the other facts keep changing... Facts change, as I mentioned to you and I introduced to you about uh, 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 medical science. The facts continue to change. When you have a lot of changes around you, stand on the word of God. His name is Jesus and he can never, ever, 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 ever fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter number 1, from 1 to 3.
0: God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners. At
1: sundry times and in diverse manners.
0: in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Uh-huh. At in this last day, spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Hallelujah. Yes, amen.
1: Is that is that was that three? Um, who being the brightness? You read that? Not yet. Please go. Who being, who being the, the brightness? The glory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The
0: express image of his person. Come on. Holding all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. When he had. When he when he had by himself put our sins mm-hmm. sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high.
1: Come on, look at this scripture. Can you can you identify and can you make this your reality in understanding who your Lord is? The scriptures is making sure that we understand that the brightness of His glory, Hallelujah, and the express image of His. And upholding all things. It didn't say some things. Jesus, the personality of the word, upholds all things. I am sound. Hallelujah. It is about time Christians understand what thus says the Bible. Because the Bible is going to reveal the word which is Jesus and here it's saying that he upholds all things by the word which is Jesus all things are upheld by Jesus and his power glory it says when he has by himself purged our sins sat down hallelujah that the work was done. He by himself. He came in the flesh the Bible says. And dwelt among us. After he dwelt among us. We were accused. We were sentenced. But he said I will take their place. Hallelujah. He was the person that stood as my surety Hallelujah. Your shorty, your advocate. One of my favorite songs that I'm listening to right now is a Yoruba song that talks about Jesus being my shorty, my advocate. In Yoruba, it's called Oniduro. Hallelujah. Always, always, I never have full understanding. I'm still learning. I am still a Yoruba student. And so I go on and I ask my husband and I say, pastor, what does that mean? And he was like, what does what mean? What does, you hear the lady singing and she keeps saying, what does that mean? First of all, the tone and everything got me confused and it always gets me confused. Let me give you two examples before I even go. Let me give you one example before I go to this one. The first time I heard them singing the song. Um, what is that song again? Um, wait, wait, wait. Before that one, there's one that's like, that says, "Allah joy be. So I thought they were saying, I, I always got confused because that song, you know, it saying, Allah Joy Be, the celebrant. Hey, celebrant, come out. And that was all I understood from there. The second half used to confuse me. Why would they be telling the celebrants to go crazy? She it. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why would they be saying that the celebrant, because she wear it, it sounded to me like, you say, go crazy. And I would be confused. Why would the celebrant, why would you be wishing the celebrant bad to share So pastor was like, no, it's not share It's share But because of tonation of singing, it sounds like share weary. She weary. The baddest aspect of Yoruba to me is that you have one word that means 10 things. One word means 10 things and that is very confusing because for someone who didn't actually study the language you don't know the he and the ha and the uh and the u uh and, uh and the da and bro it's like how I don't understand so pastor said no it's not she weary it's she weary I was like that sounds the same bruh bruh that's the same. That's the same. But I'm gonna leave you to understand the language more than me, and that's why you are my teacher, my professor. Yes. So when I started hearing this particular song again, because I'm still a Yoruba student, when the the lady was saying "Oni dura me," so I thought it was saying that um, "Oni" meaning today. Wait for me. I'm not that good, so you, let me tell you. For, for as many pastor tells me all the time, look, sweetheart, you're doing very well with the language. I really am proud of you. You've come a long way, but you're not one of us. <laughs> he tells me all the time, oh Sharra, you're not one of us. It's you know little little mistakes like this. It it exposes you that you are you you're good at the language, but every now and again, ah. No, 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 no. She's not really one of us. So I thought it was saying something else. But he said, no, it's not saying oni. Oni. I was like, Oni duro. Oh, oh, oni, wait for me. T- uh, you know, today wait for me. He said, no. Oni duro, which means the one that stands for me the one that stands for in, in my place they say this is what I deserve the Bible says the wages of sin is death hallelujah but the gift of God is eternal life the way he became that gift was by standing in my place I deserve death I deserve judgment but he said I will stand for you he is the one that stands for me hallelujah some people may say that that he is not the one that stands for them. But he is my advocate. He is my shorty. Hallelujah. He truly is the one that stands. The death that I deserve. He took it upon himself. The Bible says. that, And he became flesh. The word. His name is Jesus. Became flesh. And dwelt among us. After dwelling among us. He stood in my place. What I deserved was death, but he took that upon himself. Hallelujah! Who, my Lord, who are you? He is my shorty, he. he is the one that stands for me. He is my advocate. He is the bright and morning star. He is the one that redeemed me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anytime you read this, you must understand that you're reading the letter, and the letter is giving expression, is painting for us the image of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17.
0: Therefore, if any man be in Christ.
1: Therefore, therefore if any man be where in Christ. All this time what have I been telling you? Anyone that is not in Christ has identity crisis. Anything that is not in Christ is uh, a disaster if you're not in christ you it is a disaster so we give thanks be to god that you are in christ hallelujah and the bible is addressing each and every one of you here in second corinthians it says therefore if any man be in christ continue grace he is a new creature he is a new Away. Old things have passed away.
0: Behold, all things have become new.
1: Behold, all things have become new. So, if before, yeah, if you want to clap for the for the living word, hallelujah. If before you were having identity crisis, and some of the things that I listed last week, you experienced it before. I said someone who is jealous of their friend has identity crisis. They are not in Christ. You cannot be in Christ and know who you are in Christ and be jealous. It's not possible. When someone is jealous or people who gossip, they can't be in Christ. Because if you are in Christ, you will not have such identity crisis. Do I hear an amen? Sometimes the word is... (laughs) You know, the Bible says that it's sharp. <laughs> Hallelujah. It divides. Hallelujah. I remember when I was in college, I wrote this poem, and it's called Counterfeit. That, that's, that, that out of, I, you know, I, I have a book of poems, and out of all of the book of poems, all the the poems that was in there, there was one that was so, it st- stood out to me so much, because I lost that book, and the only one that I remembered was that poem that I wrote more than 20 years ago, and it's called Counterfeit. And it it just, it goes, I'm going to say just a few lines through. It says, greeted with your humbug attitude and your Mountie bank smile. Was it even bold enough to top it up with a phony kiss? Hi! I watched as you made a fool of yourself, pretending to care when I had difficulties. Do not come to me with your premeditated lines and your obligated sympathies because I have done right by you. Look at you and your unauthentic personality. How fake do you think you can get? And with your warped mind, you lead one to believe you care while you make a mockery with another twas quite a shocking reality to discover that you are not that of which you pretend to be imposture how long do you think you can keep it on the down low just as god separates sheep from goats so can genuine be separated from counterfeit hallelujah if you are not in christ you are a counterfeit and the bible says you will know them by their fruits if all you can sow is gossip then you can you're not you have identity crisis if all you can sow is uh, is stabbing somebody else in the back then you have identity crisis if all you can give or sow is uh, jealousy then you have identity crisis But even those that I have described, the Bible says he does not want even the death of sinners. And that's why that scripture comes in. It says, if any man be in Christ the answer is you can go from that what you were to this come in Christ so that the identity crisis can be over come in Christ so that you can be sure of yourself that even though my sister is blessed mine is coming soon and very soon come in Christ so that you can be sure of who you are The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. All you have to do is step into Christ, stop the crisis stop the identity crisis it's not you anymore Christ has died for you and he paid for it once and for all be like your father begin to act let them see the evidence of Jesus on the inside of you stop being a gossiper stop being a jealous person stop being someone with identity crisis because jesus offers you something he says if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things that you used to do if you used to gossip it's past if you used to be jealous it's past all Things have become new. Step into your newness. Step into your glory. Step into what God has given to you. He stood in your place. So that all the things you did. You won't even have to suffer for it. Because he says all things have passed away. Hallelujah. Thank you mommy. Thank you mommy. I love the encouragement. Hallelujah. Repeat after me church. I acknowledge that the word of God is a person. That person is Jesus Christ. And I heed the instructions to behold him in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Anytime you're reading the scripture. Your job is to identify Christ. Do I hear an amen? Jesus is the most important personality in the letter. Jesus is what? The most important personality in the letter. It is him you are looking for. Jesus is who you're looking for. When you open the Bible, what are you looking for? You are looking for Jesus. Hallelujah. In every situation, you are looking for Jesus. In every story, you are looking for Jesus. When you open the scriptures, you are looking for Jesus. Everything else is filler. Somebody say filler. Everything else is filler. Moses, Esther, David are all dead. Moses, Esther, David, they are all dead. In their stories, you are looking for life. The story of Moses, cute, but he's dead. In his story, you are looking for life, Jesus. In him. John said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. Darkness could not comprehend him. You are not children of darkness. You are children of the light. Stop looking for the dead. Stop looking for the dead in Every story, you must be able to identify Jesus because He is the most, He is the most important personality. Hallelujah. Remember that John 1 says he dwelt amongst us, and so we must be looking for Jesus. There was one year I remember. That everything that was being talked about was One Night with the King. They made a movie about it. It was, songs were written about it. Amen. There were many paraphernalias. One night with the king. It is nothing but a money-making propaganda. Do I hear an Amen. They talked about one night with the king. Oh, this and that. But those that are in Christ, you should have a realization that what, Pastor I.B.? Why do I need one night with the king? Why? Am I Esther? I'm not Esther. I don't need one night with the king. The king is on the inside of me. Hallelujah! I don't need one night with him. I'm not no prostitute that I'm just going to spend one night. Oh, let me make it night, nice. One night with the king. It's not everything that is being said that is for you as believers, those that are in Christ. You must be able to identify based on the word. The word must reveal Christ to you. And you must understand that that is not for you. One night with the king. I don't need one night with the king. I have the king on the inside of me. The king and I, the Bible says, "I one. He is king and I am king. I don't need one night with the king because I am king. The Bible says that the two of us are one. When I am in Christ, I am one with him. I don't need one night with me. He dwells in me perpetually. Him and I are what? One. So if he's the king, I am king. Somebody say I am king. See, when you're boasting, you must boast in Christ. So that when people come to you and they begin to question you. Why do you parade yourself like this? You know, I remember one, one year for my birthday, I dressed up as king. And a sister said to me, Pastor Joyce, this thing that you're doing, if a king in Nigeria finds you and you're dressing like this, they can seize you, the whole you, and tell you ship her to, I don't know, maybe Ondo or Lagos or wherever. That she needs to be disciplined because she's parading herself. That I'm not, I'm not even a regent. How dare you, Pastor Joyce, that you're parading yourself as a king Well, Pastor Joyce has understanding in the word of God. I don't need to go to any king and bow because the Bible says I am king. Why did he say I am king? The king lives on the inside of me and when I am in Christ, Christ and I are one. Hallelujah. When you boast, you must be able to boast in Christ so that you have when they come to address you they come to question you you have an answer this is who gives me the right this is who gives me the right the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he is the one that gives me the authority because guess what they asked they asked him they asked the same thing to Jesus who gives you authority Who who, who are you exactly? Who gives you this authority? And he said, (laughs) smile when people come to to question you. How dare you speak like that? Don't you know that people are listening? Don't you know that people can hear you? Don't you know that people are seeing you? Don't you know you can be seized? I'm not going to be seized. Do you know why? Because the one that I'm following was already seized. He took my place so that I can stand and shine. He took my death. He took my beating. The Bible says that he was wounded for my transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him by his stripes. I am healed. So I stand. The difference between the king and me being king is that there is a king that died for me, and so I have authority. Hallelujah. Do things with authority, but be able to back it up by understanding the word, which is Jesus. Amen. This morning, we are talking about my Lord, who are you? Hallelujah. We do not need one night with the king because uh, the king lives on the inside of us. Let us look very quickly at Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Philemon chapter 1 verse number 6. That the communication of your... Can we, even though she's reading for me, I still would like for you to pull up Philemon chapter 1. Verse number six. The reason why I had somebody read for me because I don't want to be delayed with the scriptures. Not Philippians, Philemon. Philemon, chapter one, verse six. Philemon, chapter one, verse six. Philemon. If anybody is there, read it for me. Philemon, not Philippians. There is a scripture, there is a Bible that is called Philemon. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Talking about the communication of faith. Come on, read it for me.
0: That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The
1: communication of your faith must be by acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ there is nothing good in you except you are in Christ. Do I hear it? Amen. You must acknowledge it. You must what? Acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. Amen. 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 17.
0: Therefore, if an...
1: Therefore, if, man uh-huh, Christ, if any creature, man be in Christ, he's a new creature. he is a new creature.
0: All things are passed away. All
1: things have passed away.
0: Behold, all things are become
1: new. Behold, the word "Behold" means stop everything and acknowledge. Amen. When it says "Behold," it means don't rush over it. This requires a comprehensive study. One of the things that they're making me do, Sister Obi, in school right now, give us a, an analysis, a, 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 a analysis of this disease. The last one, I, I failed it, 50. <laughs> I have to keep it real with you. So when, I'm, when, when you see my failure and then you see my, my, my success, I failed it. She gave me 50. I said, well, I don't understand. Like... I, I did the analysis. That's not an extensive analysis. It wasn't comprehensive for her. She gave me a 50. I have to redeem it now. i mean, serious. After I finish preaching to y'all, I'm going to go open my, my pathophysiology book and figure it out. She said it wasn't comprehensive. Then I started reading the word of God. I said, at least it was good for something. Maybe Jesus will give me the other 50 because I understand scripture even better. And this is saying when it says, behold. As a saying in Corinthians, it says, behold. Behold means that you need to do a comprehensive study of what it's saying. Read it again. It says, behold. It says, behold. Behold means do a comprehensive study of what I'm telling you. What is it?
0: Therefore, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in
1: Christ, it needs a comprehensive study. Uh He
0: is a new creature. You are a
1: new creature. Stop acting like your old self. Tell your neighbor, stop acting like your old self. This requires a comprehensive study. A comprehensive study of understanding that you, that old, pastor says it all the time, that Koye is dead. That Joyce that was, that was detected, she is gone. Because the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. It doesn't hurt. Christ who lives. Okay, sadden to her. (laughs) Glory to God. It requires you to understand that you are, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new again. God reconciled us to himself in Christ. In Christ, he does not count our sins against us. Let's look at Rome, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 19.
0: So with that God was in Christ, uh-huh. reconciling the world unto himself, uh-huh. not imputing their trespasses. He
1: reconciled what? He reconciled the world unto himself, not imputing if you need the translation or the meaning of imputing, he doesn't count our transgressions against us. It says, not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath what?
0: Committed unto us the word of reconciliation.
1: The word of reconciliation. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Not imputing our sins upon us any longer. Let's look very quickly at Romans chapter 5 verse number 1. Romans chapter 5 verse number 1 very quickly.
0: Therefore being justified by faith.
1: Therefore being justified by faith.
0: We have peace with God. We have
1: peace with God. Through Through our Lord Jesus Christ. God has reconciled us to himself in Christ in Christ he does not count our sin against us it says he does not impute the scripture says he does not impute our sins on us hallelujah let's look very quickly Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10 Colossians 2 8 to 10 very quickly
0: lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit.
1: Pause. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophies and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Be careful about tradition. Tradition are not always right. Sometimes tradition will get you in trouble. You don't pick your tradition over Christ. It says beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophies and vain deceit. Continue reading Grace.
0: For his name dwelleth all fullness of the Godhead boldly. And ye, and ye are complete in him. Which is the head of all principality and power.
1: We are complete in Christ, who is what? Head over principalities and power. I want you to stand with me. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more
0: information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.